my wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM, welcome to Drive Time program, big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, your host, and I'll thank you for tuning in with us today. If you like to uh, be part of this program, please send us uh, messages today during the program, and I will give you the number. Uh, the number you can uh, write a message to us and be interactive with us. It's zero four triple eight eight zero eight. Double one. Again, that number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. We are uh, interested to see what you think about uh, the topic we are going to discuss uh, today and be part of this program. Now, uh, this week uh, we approach a very interesting one: Can truth exist in an age of fake news? When we talk about the uh, fake news, I believe it's um, straight away, uh, you know, our ears are very tuned to to see what's going on, what's happening, because uh, uh, we are, um, I believe, so uh, familiar uh, with the term fake news these days. Uh, it seems like fake news is everywhere. Somebody says that may be because it is. It is fake news. That's why it's everywhere. And people are more tuned in to listen, you know, those things which are uh, not true. Um, and in, interesting, uh, another, um, uh, from this article I'm uh, uh, just sharing with you today uh, by uh, uh, Maggie Fox, it says that it took the truth about six times as long as falsehood to reach 1,500 People, I believe that's uh, very serious um, to just think of, of that. We found that false news was more novel than the true news. It should come as no surprise that the Internet has spanned a resurgence of fake news. Congress and the FBI are investigating evidence that Russian and other foreign users deliberately flooded social media with untrue reports and posts intended to mislead people about political candidates. And you heard about that, uh, I believe, quite a bit uh, uh, with um, all the talks about uh, United States and uh, Russia and all the involvement and implications there. Now, it's very hard to define there what's truth and what's uh, uh, fake. And the term fake news has taken on its own life, referring not only to untrue reports, but being increasingly used to dismiss reports that the user does not wish to agree with. And that's, I thought, was um, quite interesting uh, also. Another article I'm looking um, uh, here it talks about um, misinformation versus Disinformation. When looking at uh, what constitutes fake news and how it gets shared on social media, there are two kinds of false information 
to be aware of misinformation and disinformation. Researchers at Indiana University found these two types of information often go viral because information overload and users finite attention span and limit the capacity of social media to discriminate information on the basis of quality. Because social media is a public platform, uh, anyone, including uh, news outlets, can post anything without being accountable for uh, fact-checking. It is left to users to distinguish misinformation versus disinformation. And that's uh, quite... uh, um, Difficult because, you know, you can easily run into um, all sorts of things supporting one side of the story, uh, not even identifying if that's a a misinformation or it's intentional disinformation. There are many things uh, here which we can look uh, today from the social media, from the news uh, uh, outlets um, and uh, probably I may come to some of them during the, the program as we go. But I would like to welcome uh, uh, today with us uh, in the studio here, um, Pastor uh, Joseph Maticic. And Joseph is uh, the General Secretary for uh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. And we are so uh, glad to be able to have Joseph with us uh, every Monday so far. Uh, I know that Joseph is a very busy person and um, I really appreciate, Joseph, uh, your uh, input every Monday and welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you, Nick. It's uh, great to be here again. Yeah. I said this a uh, few times before and I'm uh, keep saying it, you know, it's a privilege for us to start mm. the week, you know, with the topic which we are uh, going to uh, uh, unfold uh, during the whole week. Mm. And we are talking um, this week truth in the age of fake news. Yes. And I was just trying to, uh, you know, to look at some articles uh, in the social media and from the news outlets. Uh, how they identify fake news and what is fake news. Mm. And it seems like it's more popular to talk about mm. the fake news than about what's going on in reality. The real news. The yeah. real news. Yeah. Now, we are going to, to unpack a little bit more mm. uh, and also look for what is truth. Yes. But uh, probably it's, uh, it's, it's an opportunity even now to come a little bit, let's come home. I mean, here we are broadcasting from uh, Adelaide, mm. but in, in Australia we had uh, recently some things going on in the uh, news, you know, about uh, fake news and how the government was resistant, um, you know, towards some of the social media platforms mm. uh, because uh, they were not, um, I mean, happy also even to pay for the, mm. for the news, uh, but they, uh, they were a, a platform. Hmm. for the fake news. As I read a bit earlier there, nobody can uh, uh, hold you accountable if you write something on the social media because that's, you know, just sharing on social media. It can be your own uh, opinion, but that can have big uh, impact on the truth which you want to uh, to transmit, to present before your audience. Yeah, 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 no, that's, that's yeah, c- certainly... Our sources of truth are, are so varied nowadays, Nick. Um, you know, once upon a time, it was really mainly just, um, you know, you, you tune into the uh, television or watch the news or listen to the news on the radio or read it in the newspaper, and that, w- that was really it. But, uh, yeah, nowadays there's, there, there's so much of it. Um, 
in uh, so many different uh, ways to 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 get get the news but um, not just the news but uh, once upon a time um, what you heard on the news was believed um, nowadays yeah, not so certain and that's that's where we have this sort of this idea of fake news um, mm-hmm. now um, yeah w- one one sort of simple definition of fake news is um, false or misleading information that's presented as news yes uh, uh, w- with the aim of damaging the reputation of a person or, or an entity or, or even trying to make some sort of money in some way yes. so um, yeah fake news has a bit to do with it from the state United States with the previous mm. US president uh, that sort of became um, fairly topical at, at that time. You, you mentioned a bit earlier, you know, like the more traditional uh, forms of uh, transmitting, you know, news like like newspaper, yes. for example, and even radio and television. And we are here on radio, uh, you know, talking to our listeners mm. about the uh, truth, uh, which is spiritual. We are getting into that a bit yeah. later on, how important it is to, to identify the truth. Uh, but um, even though uh, let's say you may read a newspaper and uh, stuff like that. There may, may be things which is not how to say it's carefully designed, you know, to uh, to present out to the public. But it's different when anybody can post anything yeah. on the social platform and uh, with um, lots of uh, how to say um, skills. Let's mm. say mm. you can really, really um, distort. The, the truth and disinform uh, people. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest problem we, we encounter, particularly in the last, let's say, decade or uh, w- since the, uh, the um, uh, you know, uh, social media platforms, particularly like, you know, we're talking here in, in uh, uh, Australia, a bit of a conflict in between uh, Facebook mm. and uh, the government. Yeah. Yeah. The news outlets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so that's, that, that's true, Nick. And, you know, um, the, the other thing that, that's sort of the bigger issue here is the idea that, um, um, you know, some years back, Nick, um, people, um, uh, people accepted that there was, you know, certain things that, that, that were true and other things that weren't, um, uh, such, and, and, um, for example, um, uh, science was held as as the source of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, teachers, you know, teachers or education, uh, were seen as uh, you know, as having truth. Um, and then uh, religious leaders, uh, clergy or, or um, you know, ministers. Um, so, we, we, you know, back then, right and wrong was more clearly defined. Yes, uh, but that is not the case anymore. We now live in uh, what's known as a postmodern world. So modernism, uh, going back a few years, yes. is where um, yeah things were fairly clearly defined, um, and uh, knowledge was sought after, information, right and wrong was spelt out. Postmodernism that we're in now, uh, simply put, is the thinking that um, uh, yeah there isn't just one. Th- source of truth, um, one thing that's right or wrong. Uh, it looks at things with much more subjectivity, mm-hmm. um, relativism. Uh, in other words, there is no such thing as absolute truth. Mm. Okay. So that is what we want to kind of explore because, you know, here clearly on, on Faith FM and, you know, Drive Time, we, we, we wrestle with 
with these big questions about you know, God and the Bible. And um, so, in light of this, in light of this very prevailing and increasing um, worldview and 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 idea out there, Nick, that um, that there is no such thing as absolute truth. Well, where does that leave us uh, with Bible and 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 faith? Mm-hmm. Um, because. You know, and that's what that's what we're going to look at today. And uh, Joseph, just to to start um, uh, with, can we just come with a bit of a definition uh, of uh, fake news? Oh well, fake news um, is mi- false or misleading information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the definition from the Wikipedia. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's a simple definition. It's false or misleading information. All yeah. right, all right. Um, um, but yeah, so. Building on that, from from that, Nick, we we have the idea that there are there's there's lots of sources, if you like, of news, mm. um, and then even bigger concept is is this idea that there isn't just one source of truth. All right, um, there isn't such a thing as absolute truth. That's that's a that's a sort of relatively new concept that we're facing now, and it's because of. Um, the, the this world that we live in a world of postmodernism. Mm. Uh, those who hold the view that there is no such thing as absolute truth, that everything is relative, um, that, that yeah, for them that they they um, yeah, there, there are no moral absolutes, Nick. Um, they have no authority for deciding if an action is positive or negative, right or wrong. This view leads to what's known as situational ethics. Mm-hmm. Which is the belief that what is right or wrong uh, is uh, relative to the situation. There is no right or wrong, according to this view. Therefore, whatever feels or seems right at the time and in that situation is right. Do you see what hmm. we're getting at? Okay, yes. Situational ethics uh, leads to the, the notion of, well, whatever feels good mentality and lifestyle, which, which actually... Um, has a devastating effect on society and individuals. Yes, um, this this is what we call postmodernism. It's a it's 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 a society that's based on uh, where values, beliefs, lifestyles, and truth are all all the various values, beliefs, and life and truths. Are, they're all equally valid. Mm, mm. Now, from a spiritual standpoint, this type of relativism results in religious confusion uh, be, with the idea that there's no one true religion, that there's no way of having a right relationship with God. Mm-hmm. This idea of that there's no such thing as absolute truth means that people can believe two diametrically opposed religions could be both equally true. Right. Even though both religions claim to have the only way to heaven or to teach two totally opposite truths. Yes. So uh, people can say... Well, that that religious view is just as right as that one, you know, mm-hmm. even if they are teaching opposite things. Wow! Yes. Here, here's um, let, let's look at this a little bit more. This is what what postmodernism. So, when we say postmodernism, this is the notion that there is no such thing as absolute truth. Okay. Yes, that's what we are more uh, familiar with the with the. Uh, you know this in these days you know yeah. in the postmodernism that you know you cannot hold uh, absolute truth no. because yeah how can you say that because right. there are different views but yeah. yeah we'll come to to define what is absolute truth yes okay. yeah yeah mm. so 
yeah, um, I guess so. What what we're looking at is, yeah, for many years up until recently, Nick, pretty much everyone understood um, that there were things that were right and they were wrong. Mm-hmm. Whether you agreed with it or not was a different thing. Yes, but people generally accepted that. Nowadays, nowadays, postmodernism is this idea that it's all relative, mm. that there are no absolutes, that there is no such thing as right or wrong. Yes. But each individual chooses or decides what is right or wrong according to themselves, do you see? Yes. Here's, here's what that looks like. Here is what this idea of no absolute truth looks like. For one, there is no such thing as the truth. There are no absolutes. Uh, truth then becomes a product of your experience. Mm. Truth, therefore, is not timeless. All right. So, what may be true now, today, may not be, you know... Oh, that's a big one. Ne- next week or next month or next year. Well, I thought that, that always that's is how, truth, you know? Yeah, but this is, this is, how, this is how subtle this is. Mm. Uh, here's another aspect. Um, postmodernism means, uh, this idea that there's no absolute truth, means that the, tr- the truth is not found in places like the Bible or science or in authorities. Another thing that we find, interestingly now, another way this is manifested, Nick, is that it doesn't mean that people are, are secular. Yeah. In fact, it's what's called post-secular. Now, secular essentially is where rejecting God, not, not believing in God, not believing in God. And so we would have um, spirit, you know, religious and secular, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, we've actually, particularly in Australia, we've moved from the notion that people are just secular. It's now more what's called post-secular. What do I mean by that? Well, people it's not that people aren't interested in spiritual things. They're generally rejecting um, either organized religion or, 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 or biblical teachings, uh, Christian kind of dogmas, doctrines, teachings mm. and so we find other spiritual forms we find people um interested in eastern mysticism in meditation in yoga uh you know the whole new age uh aspect uh for example uh, completely non-christian faiths for example buddhism yeah is actually one of the the gro- fastest growing faiths in australia yes so what we're finding is this idea of spirituality is on the increase but are turning away from religious teachings or, or biblical uh, doctrines and dogmas. Right, right. That's uh, that's so important, uh, uh, Joseph. And just before, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, but mm. before that, it just came in my mind that I, I watched some news just a few days ago, and there was uh, on the news something about uh, the Mr. and Mrs. Potato head, head. I'm not sure if you heard about that one. It's a cartoon mm. or something like that. Okay. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said that they cannot call Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. From now on, they will call them just Potato uh, Head. Yes. You yes. know, because you cannot define if it's a Mr. Mister and Miss, <laughs> Mrs. Mr. or Mrs. You yeah, know? Can't, and be, can't be gender specific. No. Yeah, yeah, and when yeah. you're thinking, oh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how far you can go yeah, yeah, to yeah. dismiss yeah. 
what truth is. Yeah. Poli- yeah, it's being so politically correct that it goes yeah, too far. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just before I'm asking uh, Pastor Joseph a question here, I would mm. like uh, our listeners to um, be part of this program and send us some uh, messages, if you like. Can truth exist in an age of fake news? Please send us an SMS at zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Joseph, this is the question I want to um, you to look at. While you uh, explain, you know um, about the postmodernism and uh, how people view what is truth and what is absolute truth and so on and so forth, uh, doesn't this pose a big challenge uh, for us? Believers in the Bible as the source of absolute truth. Yeah, Nick, it does. It poses a, obviously it poses a huge challenge because, um, you know, in John 14, verse 6, uh, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Mm. So that, that indicates to us that there is absolute truth. Notice that Jesus didn't say, I am one of the ways. He said, I am the way. It's d- definitive. And absolute. And absolute. Mm. And exclusive. Um, and then, then there's, of course, uh, Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 13 and 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So right. it says there's, only, there's only two ways. Yes. There's only two, narrow and wide. Either That's truth it. or fake. Exactly right. Mm. Um, and then, and, and we'll, you know, we can touch on this a little bit later on, but, you know, the Bible clearly says that there is a right and a wrong. For example, you know, Romans chapter three, um, one of the, the key foundational descriptions of humanity says that all have sinned, for all have sinned mm-hmm. and fall short of the glory of mm-hmm. God. So, um, there is a, a right and there's a wrong. Okay, uh, then what's the problem with the idea that um, there is no absolute truth? <laughs> well, let me share a few problems. Number one, it's actually illogical. Um, you know, all humans have limited knowledge and finite minds, mm-hmm. and therefore they cannot logically make absolute negative statements. A person, for example, cannot logically say, there is no God, even though, you know, they... they may not believe in him. Yes. Because in order to make such a statement, Nick, uh, that that person would need to have absolute knowledge of the entire universe from beginning to end. All right. Now, since that's impossible, um, they they can't say there is no God. The most that they can logically say is something like this. With the limited knowledge that I have, I do not believe that there is a God. You see? Mm-hmm. Okay. So problem number one with the, with um, uh, the, the concept that there's no absolute truth is that it, it's actually illogical. Um, it's illogical because we, we all have a limited understanding. Yes. So if we're saying there's no absolute truth, that means that that would pretend that we have understand everything and we don't. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's reason number one. Reason number, t- uh, or second area where there's a problem with the idea that there is, um, that there's no absolute truth, is that it, 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 it fails to live up to what we know is true in our consciences and our experiences. Mm. That's an important mm. point. If there is no such thing as absolute truth, Nick, 
then there is not then there is nothing ultimately right or wrong about anything. What might be right for you does not mean it's right for me. While on the surface this type of relativism seems to be appealing, what it means is that everybody sets their own rules to live by and does what he or she thinks is right. Inevitably, one person's sense of right will soon clash with another's. Uh, what, for example, what happens if, it, if I think it's right for me to ignore traffic lights, even when they're red? Well, I'm putting many lives at risk, aren't mm-hmm, I? Mm-hmm. Uh, or let me give you another example. I might think that it is right to steal from you. And you might think that it is not right. Well, if there's no absolute truth, if there is no standard of right and wrong that we are held accountable to, then we can never be sure of anything. Yes. You can't say to me, hey, you can't steal because... On what basis? There, yes. there is no, there is no standard. There is no absolute thing that you can hold me accountable to. Do yes, you see? yes. Um, people are then free to do whatever they want. That uh, they'd be free to to murder, rape, steal, lie, cheat, and so on. Um, and no one could say that they're wrong. <laughs> there, there could be no government. There could be no laws, no justice. Because one could not even say that the majority of people have the right to make and enforce standards upon the minority. See, Nick, a world without absolutes would be the most horrible world imaginable. Wow, yes. And so that's the second problem with this idea that there are no absolutes. Uh, and it's this. We know that, that it's, it, it, it's just not the case. We, we clearly understand that there are some things that are just wrong. We all agree on that. Yeah. And um, if we get, you know, if we push this and think that there is no right and wrong, then then we leads to a horrible world. And we actually have an example of it in the Bible, right? In the book of Judges, that book of Judges, the Old Testament book, um, records a number of incidents, very very um, very graphic, mm-hmm. violent, bloodthirsty book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are it, it, there are some sickening events recorded there. Uh, one of the worst there is um, the story that's recorded in, in Judges nineteen um, about um, rape and and and, and murder and you know, people people getting cut up. And this is in the Bible. Well, why? Well, part of the, the clue is actually found in the very last verse of the book. And I want to read this. Just it's it just you know the, the book finishes. You know this gruesome book where. You know, the, all these wicked, well, <laughs> there's a load of words, but you know, all, all the, the, these acts of murder and violence are happening. And here's, here's, here's what we find. The very last verse, Judges 21, verse 25 says, In those days Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. Wow. Okay? That is the extension of the idea that there are no, there's no absolute truth, that there's no right and wrong. Everyone does what's what they see fit, or as another version puts it, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Yes, you see, that's the problem with uh, with this whole idea that there's no absolute truth, that there's no right and wrong. Everyone does what's right in their own eyes, and you have the chaos, the terrible chaos that that's recorded there in in the book of Judges. Mm. 
Now, there's one other thing that's 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 a problem here with um, uh, this idea that there's no absolute truth, and this this idea that you know, well, there's no such thing as right and wrong. You know, everyone you know, we need to accept everyone because we're all we could we all be right or wrong. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's that whole notion of tolerance, right? You, you can't um, and you can't. compromise. Yeah. Now, but there's a contradiction in this, Nick. There's a contradiction, it, and and that is, those people who deny absolute truth will often say that it is all right to believe what you want. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. You know, so far, that kind of sounds sounds nice. Um, you can believe what you want, um, as long as you don't try to impose it on me. Mm. But that that view itself is a belief about what is right and wrong. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. So if I say to you, Nick, you can believe whatever you want, but don't impose it on me, that means that I have already decided that I'm right and you are wrong. Do you see that? So it, it's actually uh, it's actually a contradiction. The very fact that um, I'm saying that you can believe whatever, but I don't want it, don't impose it on me, means that, that it, there is... There is a, a right and wrong that I'm deciding. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, those who hold such a belief simply do not want to be accountable for their actions. And this is the significant point I want to get to. If there is absolute truth, if there is absolute truth, and we're going to get into a moment to see, mm. you know, uh, look more specifically if there is. If there is absolute truth, then there, are, then there is obviously an, an ultimate standard of determining what's right and wrong. Yes, if there is absolute truth, then there is a way to work out what it is and, and what's wrong. And that means that humans have something by which they can evaluate and by which we are held accountable to. to. And Nick, it's that accountability that people are really rejecting when they reject absolute truth. Yes. That's the problem with postmodernism. That's the problem with the, with the concept that there's no absolute truth. It goes clearly against you know, the, the notion where the Bible tells us, and, and I want to share this, you know, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 says, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Mm. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Mm. Mm. And you compare that with Second Corinthians, which tells us that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That's the problem with, with postmodernism. That's the problem with this concept that there is no absolute truth. It, it, it rejects any authority that's going to hold us accountable. Yes, that's, uh, that's true. And um, Joseph, why do you think that people today reject Absolute truth. Well, you know, that's, that's a really good question, Nick. And, you know, part of the reason is actually our fault. And when I say our, I mean generally as Christians. And what I mean by that is this, Nick. Sadly, sadly, a number of Christians haven't, haven't really, uh, we haven't always practiced what we preach. Mm. In other words, um, yeah, the reason people reject absolute truth is because of hypocrisy in the church. Um, there have been sad instances, as we know, really, um, clergy abuse by, um, sexual abuse by clergy. And, um, yeah. Another reason that people reject absolute truth is because that's their way of rejecting God. Yes. Rejecting God. Uh, they want to reject the idea of a creator. 
Romans, Romans chapter 1 actually, uh, refers to the fact that um, uh, people have exchanged the truth uh, for a creator, for, for creation, for, for, for a lie. And Nick, there's one other reason why people reject absolute truth, uh, and that is it, it, it's actually a sign of the times. You know, um, let me just read this, Second Timothy, Second uh, Timothy chapter 4 uh, says this. Notice these words, very interesting words, Second Timothy chapter 4. Verses 3 and 4, when we're talking about is there absolute truth, it says this, The time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Wow. They will turn their ears away from the truth. The Bible predicts. And, and and just a bit earlier, it's actually talking about what's going to happen in the last days. The Bible predicts that in the last days, Nick, in the last days of Earth's history, we're going to have people who are not wanting to have the truth. They're going to reject absolute truth. The Bible actually predicts this as a sign of the times. Oh, yes. Oh, well, Joseph, we're going to take a short break here. Sure. And um, I would like also before the break to just tell our listeners again, uh, please don't be shy. Send us a text uh, on 04888. 80811. We are talking uh, today about can truth exist in an age of fake news? What's your opinion? Send us a text. But right now, we are going to listen uh, to a good song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And we'll be, we'll be back soon.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Krita and our co-host today is Joseph Maticic. And we are talking about can truth exist in an age of fake news? Just before we are um, going to um, talk a little bit more about this, I would like to bring to your attention some of the programs which we run here in Adelaide. If you are listening from Adelaide, uh, please uh, consider uh, some of the programs which we run um, right now. Uh, a Bible Spotlight. It's uh, happening um, every Monday from 6.30 p.m. Uh, at Brighton Church, Seventh-day Adventist Church in Brighton. And um, there are presentations like, is the Bible reliable and still relevant? Why is the world falling apart? Should a Christian drink or smoke? Do we uh, go to heaven when we die? Why does God allow pain and suffering? What's the truth about hell? Why so many churches? Is Seventh-day Adventist a cult? You know, there are great questions actually here. And if you like to be part of that um, uh, program, please don't hesitate to uh, make your way uh, every Monday evening, 6.30, uh, at uh, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church. And that's on number 10, Amelia Street, Hove. Everyone is welcome there. Another program which we run uh, in the northern suburbs, more like uh, uh, northwest, in Mosson Lakes. We run a program uh, entitled Forgive to Live. And that's a great, great program. If you want to be part of that, this is your uh, last opportunity to to come uh, uh, this coming uh, Saturday from 2 p.m. Because then we'll have some groups which we can talk a little bit more in, uh, you know, uh, privately to say. So we are not, uh, um, you know, looking to have new people coming later on, uh, but we'll run this program again. But if you like to come uh, to that program, it's at Denison Center, number 12 to 24, Garden Terrace, Motson Lakes. And that happens Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. Now, Joseph, uh, also we uh, are going to run um, a bit later on uh, some programs with one of our presenters uh, mm. from Drive Time, Pastor Gary Hodgkin. Can you share with us uh, what's going to happen uh, soon? Yeah, so Pastor Gary, well-known voice here on, on Drive Time, uh, hosts a um, uh, couple of times during the week. Uh, himself is presenting, uh, Nick, a, a, a really interesting series titled Four Angels, The End Times, and The Gospel's Climax. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's looking at, um, yeah, some religious trends through a renewed focus, a renewed focus on, on biblical prophecy. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be looking at, uh, uh, topics such as, um, yeah, what are some of the real trends currently impacting our Christian world? Um, does the gospel have anything to say? Um, uh, is the economical spirit the same as biblical unity uh, and so on? And, uh, this is coming up, uh, very soon. It's, it, it, it starts Saturday. March 13. Mm-hmm. Saturday, March 13, uh, with a double session at 11 a.m. and then at 2.30 p.m. So it's Saturday, March 13. And it's going to be held at the Prospect Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, that's in uh, Bolville Street in Prospect. Uh, 
The number's 5 to 17 Belleville Street, B-A-L-L-V-I-L-L-E, Belleville Street in Prospect. So anyone that's uh, in the central Adelaide region, uh, get along to this. Um, Gary Gary's presented uh, over the years and um, has a wealth of experience not to be missed. Mm. Uh, It begins, uh, as I said, Saturday, March 13, at the Prospect Seventh Adventist Church at 11 a.m., uh, four Angels, The End Times and The Gospels Climax. And please reserve your uh, seat there. It's uh, free entrance, uh, but because of uh, COVID uh, regulations, you know, we want to uh, to know how many people we can have there. Uh, again, you can uh, send us a message uh, on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and um, you can mention that uh, program and we'll be more than happy to um, to have you there. Also, just quickly, around that time, Joseph, uh, we have um, um, African Youth Conference with a bit of uh, African, uh, you know, uh, um, taste there. Uh, again, happens on Friday uh, night, 19 of March, and this is on Paravista, Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, 132, 134 Nelson Road, Paravista, and continues on Sabbath, uh, on Saturday, uh, um, March 20. Um, but this time it's at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, um, around the place, just uh, around the corner, 388 Montague Road, Paravista, follow up by uh, Saturday night indoor sports. That uh, could be something interesting to be part of. If you like uh, uh, to be part of that, just again, please contact us. Uh, Joseph, we want to come uh, back to the, um, uh, you know, uh, topic and uh, a real question I would like to to ask you here now. Uh, um, so, uh, is there absolute truth? And how can we know it, Joseph? Yeah. Isaiah chapter 45, um, in in a few verses here, notice, notice what it, 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 it stresses. Verse 5, God says, I am the Lord and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. Uh, and then uh, a little bit further on in this chapter in verse 18, uh, for this is what the Lord says, He who created the heavens, He is God. He who fashioned and made the earth, He founded it. He did not create it to be empty, but formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Um, verse 22, Turn to me, God says, and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Do you get what's getting stressed there? God saying, I am the God and there is no other. Mm. He's the one who created and he's the one uh, that says, turn to me and be saved. So there is one absolute authority. God says, I'm it and there is no other. I'm the creator. And and he appeals and invites Turn to me, all the ends of the earth, and be saved. It is God who is the ultimate authority. There is an absolute one, an ultimate one. Uh, then, then of course, we have um, yeah, the actual, um, I guess, the, the gospel teachings, which tells us Romans 3, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And you connect that with Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, uh, where it make, makes, makes it very clear that the wages of sin is death, 
but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Mm-hmm. There are two ways, not many ways. Can't say that all all lead to heaven. Can't say that they're all right. There's, there's a clearly a wrong way, the way of sin, or there's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There are only two ways. One and only one is is the right way. We can choose. We can decide. But there is only one that is ultimately true. So God is absolute. He says, I am the Lord. There is no other. He is the creator. And the gospel message that says that there is a wrong way, a, r- a way that leads to death, eternal destruction, and there is eternal life. There is only one way to it, and that's through Jesus Christ our Lord. There are not many ways. They're not all right. The Bible is very clear. And back, just go back again to uh, the book of Isaiah for a moment, and uh, let me share this. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. The word of our God endures forever. In other words, God's word is eternal. It is timeless. Therefore, we can't say that there is no such thing as an absolute truth. It makes it very clear here that everything else passes away, but not God's word. It is timeless. It doesn't change. Uh, and, and it's the one that points out uh, right and wrong. Uh, admittedly, here's a, quite, a, um, uh, quite a vivid imagery describing here the Word of God in, in, in this passage in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. It says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and, ma- and na- marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Wow. Uh, so the word of God, it, 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 it like a double-edged sword, it, it cuts through. Uh, it judges thoughts and actions. In, in other words, again, there is a standard. Mm-hmm. It is a standard, and, and it is the word of God. So what are we seeing so far? God himself, eternal. Yes. Um, the only absolute one. There is none other. His word, his word is eternal, everlasting, which means that there is a timeless source of truth, and it points out truth and error. And then, then of course, Nick, we, we come back to the passage that we, we looked at earlier, where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. You can't get clearer than that. Yes. That there is an absolute truth. And John 14, verse 6, that passage tells us that that truth is ultimately embodied in Jesus. Mm. In Jesus. Now, um, then Jesus shares um, when, he, when he gave the promise of the Holy Spirit who is to come, the Spirit that's to work on the hearts and lives of people. And, and he made the promise that, the, that when he says, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into, notice this, into all Truth, okay. Yes. All truth. Is there truth? Yes, there is. Is there absolute truth? Yes, there is. Mm. God is absolute. He's ultimate. He's, he's, he's the source of all truth and knowledge. And uh, he, we have it 
We have it in his word. That's what makes the Bible so critical and important. And then Jesus himself says that he is the truth. So there's no contradiction there because Jesus is the living word. The Bible is the written word. Mm. The two encapsulate the truth. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, is there to lead us into truth. Yes. Can we, you asked there before, is there absolute truth? Yes, there is. And how can we know it? We know it by getting to know God, by by acknowledging that there is only one right way and one wrong way, acknowledging our sinfulness, seeking Him, and getting to know Him. He is the truth as revealed in the written word of God, the scriptures, the Bible, the truth. Truth is found in Jesus and defined in scripture. Well, Nick, um, yes, there's, we there's need only to... one passage I want to leave mm. with us today as we draw this to a close. Is that okay? Please. Yeah. Um, th- th- this, is, this is actually found in Second Thessalonians, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very significant passage um, in light of what we've been talking about here. Can truth exist uh, in an era of fake news, an age of fake news? Well, God is truth. He is ultimate. He is absolute. Jesus says, I am the truth, and his word is eternal. And so that, that leads me to this, this passage I want to leave with us. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Fairly sobering words, verses 9 and 10, talks about the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie. And all the ways that the wickedness deceives those who are perishing. Okay, so it's talking about the fact that there's a, at the end there's only going to be two groups, mm-hmm. saved and the lost. And here's the, here's the thing, here's the final thought I'll leave with us. What is it that distinguishes the saved from the lost that lost? It says here in the middle of verse 10, they perish. They perish because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. Wow. Did you get that, friends? They perish because they refused to love the truth and be saved. Is there absolute truth? Yes, yes there is. is. And that is the only way we can be saved. And so my, my appeal to us is may, may, may our desire be, may our desire be to say, Lord, I want to know the truth no matter the cost. Mm. Mm. And that's our only hope and surety. Wonderful. Uh, Joseph, would you like to close with prayer for us, please? Let's do that. Let's pray together. Our Father God, we thank you that you are ultimate. You are absolute. There is none like you. Thank you that there is an ultimate truth. You are it, and you sent Jesus to, to live out that truth here on this earth to demonstrate it to us and we have the privilege of having the written word of God eternal word it's timeless timeless source of truth and we can have the privilege of knowing that there is there is a wrong way that leads to death and sins and there is a right way the gift of eternal life through believing in Jesus may we come to you as the source of truth and may we be willing to follow you 
as the truth and all aspects of you and your truth, your word, is my prayer for all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Pastor Joseph. Thank you for joining us on uh, Drive Time, big Q&A. Please join us again when we are going to ask, has deception impacted religion? I'm leaving you with a beautiful song, that power in the blood. God bless. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you, oh evil, a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there's power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the blood of the land. There's power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the land. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide There's wonderful power in the blood Oh, there's power, power Oh, wonder-working power In the blood of the Lamb Oh, there's power, power Oh, wonder-working power In the precious blood of the Lamb Would you do service for Jesus, your King. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily His praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there's power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, there's power, power, oh, Wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, there's power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, there's power, power, oh, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, we need your power. You gave us power, Lord, we want your power. Bring down your power, all your awesome power, amazing power. Lord, you gave us power, all we need your power.